Welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Let's keep going through my predicted lineups for 2024, the way too early predicted lineups for 2024. We're going to start off with the Knights and then we're going to go through the Warriors and the Melbourne Storm as well. Let's start off with the Newcastle Knights. They are looking like a pretty similar side to what they were last year. Uh, not too many new signings. Jed Cartwright comes to mind. They've also got two new English guys in Will Price and Kai Pierce Paul. Uh, now, I don't think the English guys are going to start the year, unfortunately. I just don't really see a spot um, for either of them in the starting lineup when you look at the side that ran out last year. Unless Kai Pierce-Paul can trim down a little bit and play on the wing, I doubt that they'll both start the year in the side. Uh, I think it's going to be a very similar lineup to last year, as I just said. Uh, I think Inari Chuala takes the spot of Dominic Young to start the year. They have signed Tom Jenkins from Penrith, uh, and I don't think he'll start straight away, uh, but I feel like He's a guy that can work his way into this side, though. It's going to be a two-horse race, though, between him and Kai Pierce-Paul. As I said, if he trims down uh, to play on the wing. We know that Kai Pierce-Paul can play in the centers. He can also play in the back row, which sort of uh, puts him in a bit of competition with Dylan Lucas for that back row spot as well. Um but yeah, no, Will Price, I don't see starting straight away unless he comes in in the 14 jersey, but we both know that's impossible with the rotation of Phoenix Crossland uh, and Jaden Braley. Uh, let's have a look at this 1-17, to 17, uh, and then we'll go through this side in a little bit more detail. So for the Knights to start 2024... I've got Kalen Ponga at fullback. I've got Anari Chuala and Greg Marju on the wings. As we just said, Anari Chuala, I believe, starts the year on the wing for the Newcastle Knights in place of Dominic Young, unless they sign someone between now and round one, which is definitely possible. And maybe they acquire a Josh Okar um, from the Bulldogs if he does decide to leave. Uh, unless anything like that happens, Inari Chuala is the winger uh, to replace Dom Young at the start of the year. Uh, Dane Gagai and Bradman Best are in the centres. Uh, we have Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings to start the year in the halves. Yes, there's a little bit of competition between Jack Cogger uh, and Tyson Gamble. But we've discussed this and we will discuss it in the upcoming uh, season um, premiership windows, obviously, that we do with Fox League. Uh, those will be coming over the next few weeks. But uh, we did discuss in then uh, in there, without giving too much away on that podcast, uh, that Tyson Gamble should be the six after everything he's done for this side in 2023. He should be the six to start the year. Even though Cogger is a quote-unquote premiership winner, um, I think that Gamble does get the spot there in the number six to start the year. Uh, he has a really good combination with Jackson Hastings, unless there's injury between, uh, you know, to Jackson Hastings or to Tyson Gamble, which is definitely possible, especially for Jackson Hastings, who has obviously had some issues with the plate that is in his ankle at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, I don't see Jack Cogger starting in round one. 
Uh, Jacob Saifidi and Leo Thompson in the front row. Leo Thompson starts. Uh, he's had a really, really good 2023. Keen to see him have a really good 2024 as well. Uh, Jacob Saifidi, um, you know, proving to be the better Saifidi brother at the moment. He's been playing some great footy. Uh, I'd consider him an origin front rower now. Uh, definitely a chance to make that origin outfit. Um, if he puts in 110%, um, so keen to see how he goes for the Knights this season. Uh, Tyson Frizzell and Dylan Lucas are in the back row. Frizzell, you don't really need to explain it too much. He provides experience, and he is an absolute freak. Uh, he's had a really good year with Newcastle last year. Quite an underrated year, too, um, for Tyson Frizzell. Uh, Dylan Lucas, as we discussed, he's going to be in that battle with Kai Pierce-Paul for that back row spot uh, after, obviously, the departure of Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who's going to the Super League. Uh, Dylan Lucas, for me, he takes that back row spot uh, on the left-hand side, I believe it is, for Lachlan Fitzgibbon. So on the left-hand side, uh, that's where I see Dylan Lucas fitting into this team. Uh, And then Adam Elliott is at the 13 for me. Sorry, choking up a little bit. Uh, Adam, Adam Elliott is the 13 for me. Uh, he has looked good there when he's come in for Newcastle. And obviously, with the departure of Kurt Mann, uh, who was obviously released, um, he will definitely be the 13 in this team. Uh, Jaden Braley is on the bench. I've got Phoenix Crossland starting at nine. Uh, I think the Phoenix Crossland... Uh, yeah. Just while at least Jaden Braley slowly comes back into the team, Phoenix Crossland has done enough to prove that he should be the nine for this team. Um, you know, at least starting, uh, he had a really, really good year in 2023. And I know that's very unfair on Jaden Braley, uh, but, you know, while he is slowly recovering from uh, these two back-to-back ACL injuries, I think that it's only fair for him to come off the bench and slowly uh, work his way back into this side with Phoenix Crossland getting the start. I think it's better on Jaden Braley as well. Uh, Daniel Saifidi uh, on the bench there. Um, I don't think he will start. I think he's had more impact coming off the bench in 2023. Um, I think that in 2024, he will be off the bench. Uh, Matt Croker, he's done a lot for this team. He's been there frequently for this side as well. Uh, I think that he gets a crack on the bench. Uh, And Jed Cartwright for me as well will get a crack uh, coming off the bench for this Newcastle side. New signing, uh, and I think the versatility of Jed Cartwright, he can play 13, he can play in the back row, he can also fill in, in se- at centre um, if there is an injury as well. Uh, Jed Cartwright, for me, is going to be on the bench uh, in the jersey number 17 for this Newcastle Knights side. Uh, let's move on to the New Zealand Warriors. Um, look, uh, a very, very exciting signing in Roger Tuovash Shek. Uh, he obviously comes into the centers. I think he'll go on the right-hand side with Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, and then the left-hand side will be occupied by Rocco Berry. Uh, obviously, he was playing a lot of right center um, for the Warriors last year. I think he'll move over to the left-hand side to partner up with Marcelo Montoya. Uh, Rocco Berry. I haven't seen too much of him on the left-hand side, but I think that's how it's going to go. Could be totally wrong. We could see Roger on the left with Marcelo Montoya and Rocco Berry on the right with Dallin Wateni Zalesniak. Uh, but look, I'm very keen to see, as I said, how this side uh, ends up. Uh, Luke Metcalf and Sean Johnson will be the starting halves pairing. A lot of people, uh, obviously, back to Martin. 
and I'm a big fan of him myself, but I think that he starts the year in reserve grade. I'm a bigger fan of Luke Metcalf and what he's done for this Warriors side. I know it's unfair to, you know, compare Tamale Martin and Luke Metcalf, especially with Tamale Martin being injured for most of 2023. But when I've seen both of them in this side, I think that Luke Metcalf provides more impact and he's the younger body. He is the future as well. I think that Luke Metcalf gets the spot in the number six with Sean Johnson playing his last year for the Warriors in the number seven. Um, another big factor for this side that I have to consider going into next year is that Adam Fenor Blake will be playing potentially his last year or most likely his last year in a Warriors jersey before going to a Sydney club. Um, he, you know, there's going to be someone that needs to be blooded to replace him. Uh, Kalane Going is a guy that I have on the bench just to do that. He can play in the middle, this guy. He can also play on an edge. Uh, so he has provides a lot of versatility there. Um, I feel like he's going to be a young guy that's going to be blooded, but they need to find someone else to replace Adam Fenor Blake going into uh, this season. Um, but yeah, Adam Fenor Blake, definitely there for me. Obviously, one of the best front rowers in the competition at the moment. Uh, now, this 14 jersey, Dylan Walker is there for me at the moment, just with how good he is in the number four. But uh, you look at the fact that it is Sean Johnson's last year. They're going to need to get a guy in there that is going to take over from him. Uh, from what I'm hearing, it is set to be Chanel Harris-Tavita. I'd be trying to get him in this side as much as possible. If that means that Dylan Walker plays a forward role and then the conventional 14 goes to Chanel Harris-Tavita... It's definitely something that I'd be doing, but you are risking uh, losing a little bit of size on the bench. So uh, definitely something they need to consider when putting this side together at the moment. Uh, other than Dylan Walker, it is all forwards on my bench, and we will go through the 1-17 to 17 now. So, Charles Nickel Clockstart starts at fullback. Uh, Marcelo Montoya and Dylan Watteni Zalesniak are on the wings. Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Rocco Berry are in the centres. Now, Charles, uh, obviously the fullback for this side, Roger has been rumoured to be a centre, not a wing, uh, not a winger or a fullback in this team. Um, so he will be in the centres there, as I said, with Dallin Watteni Zalesniak potentially on the right. I'd have Rocco Berry and Marcelo Montoya on the left-hand side. Uh, Luke Metcalf and Sean Johnson in the halves. We've gone through that already. Adam Fanua Blake and Mitch Barnett in the front row. Barnett, uh, we've seen him in the back row. We've also seen him in the front row this season. I think he's provided the most impact for this side and the most toughness in the front row. So he stays there. Uh, he really suits that in this stage in his career. Uh, Wade Egan is at nine. They really need to hope that he doesn't sustain too many injuries um, going into this season. He was out for a lot of time. Uh, lucky they have Freddie Lussick, but he was out for a long, long time, uh, obviously with injury for this side. So definitely something they need to keep an eye on. Um, Jackson Ford and Marathon Corday in the back row, same as last year. Torhu Harris uh, is my number 13. Uh, could be potentially his last few years as well. Uh, he has been an absolute workhorse for this side, and he's definitely starting. Uh, my bench, as I said before, Dylan Walker is my 14 at the moment, but he might have to play a forward role towards the mid to late part of the season to obviously bring in uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita if he is the guy to replace um, 
sorry, if he is the guy to replace Sean Johnson going into next year, uh, definitely something they need to consider. At the moment, though, Dylan Walker is my 14. Jazz Tavega is also there. Kalani going gets blooded into this side. Uh, and they've also got a young guy called Ale, Tom Ale, um, in reserve grade, who I think could definitely be a piece to the puzzle for this Warriors bench. Uh, provided a lot of toughness last year. Uh, but Kalane going is there for me at the moment, and I've also got a Bunty Alpha um, on the bench as well for this side, for this Warriors outfit. That is my 1-17 to 17 for them. Obviously, if you missed any of that, make sure you go and have a look on the Instagram page. It is all up there, all the sides are up there. Um, now, this is the more controversial one, the Melbourne Storm. How is this side going to look going into next year? Um, obviously, they have got a few guys rumoured to be uh, shopped around and obviously rumoured to be traded um, as well, being Justin Olam, uh, obviously being traded for Sean Bloor potentially, uh, and then Ryan Pappenhausen as well, obviously uh, was rumoured to be shopped around to some clubs. So both of those guys have stars on their names. I doubt that Ryan Pappenhausen is going to be shopped now because the Storm have denied it. However, uh, anything can happen. He might see a deal that attracts him in terms of a paycheck to obviously scratch this deal with Melbourne and go elsewhere after being rumoured to be shopped around. Uh, It's definitely something that a player would consider. Uh, So Ryan Pappenhausen, you never know what's going to happen with him over the next two seasons, Uh, but he is contracted long-term. Uh, personally, I don't know the bloke, but from what I've heard about him, I know he'd be a good enough bloke to uh, sit out his contract with the Melbourne Storm, and I think that's exactly what he's going to do. Um, Justin Olam, I think that he uh, he's a tough one, obviously because he was out of the side for a long time at the back end of the year. You could assume that he might uh, obviously be let go to go to the West Tigers in return for Sean Bloor, who they could really make a player out of. Uh, I think they could do a lot of things with Sean Bloor. Um, and I think shoving Sean Bloor in there, putting him at 13, it allows them to have a bit of size coming off the bench and get another front rower in their front row rotation as well. Um, uh, obviously, yeah, it gives them a bit of size on their bench as well. I think that Josh King is a front rower. It's just with circumstances and how their forward pack is looking at the moment that he has to play in the 13. But I do think he's a front rower. Getting Sean Bloor in there, I think he'd play lock forward and he'd play a very explosive lock forward role. And then you'd obviously put Josh King onto the bench. Now, Tom Eisenhuth, I've included here on the Instagram page. If you go and look in the comment section, I've obviously changed that to Jack Howarth. So uh, I'll be reading the side out with not Tom Eisenhuth, but with uh, Jack Howarth. Tom Eisenhuth is currently a free agent at the moment. I think he'd be a good pickup unless he's retired. Uh, He'd be a good pickup for any club in my opinion. But let's have a look at this Melbourne Storm side currently going into next year. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen at the moment is the fullback. We have Xavier Coates and Will Warbrick on the wings. I have Justin Olam at the moment with Marion Seve in the centres. If Olam gets traded, Remus Smith would come in to centre for me. Uh, unless there's someone else that I'm forgetting about, it'd be Remus Smith uh, going into centre. Marion Seve, I think, earn a spot. Coming into this side a lot of times in 2023, I think he's had a really underrated tenure at the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I think he's played some really good footy uh, this past season. Um, so I think that he deserves to be there in 2024. 
Um, Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes, obviously the halves pairing are going into this season. I'd love to see a little bit more from Cameron Munster. He had a very, very quiet year, especially towards the back end of the season. Uh, Christian Welsh and Tuika Mika Mika in the front row with Harry Grant at nine. Um, uh, obviously, that is the front row pairing. I wouldn't really have it any other way. You have your Christian Welsh in there for experience as the leader in this side. And Tuika Mika Mika, obviously there for a bit of oomph and a bit of impact to start a game. Harry Grant, probably the best nine in the competition at the moment there in the number nine jersey. Uh, Alicia Katoa and Trent Lioro uh, in the back row. Nearly forgot about Trent Lioro. Um, you know, obviously there are a lot of guys that can come in and play in the back row uh, at the moment at the Melbourne Storm. You've got your Jack Howarths of the world. I thought that Tom Eisenhuth was still there. They've got Joe Chan. Uh, there's a lot of back rowers. They need more front rowers. They've definitely got their fair share of back rowers. i tell you that for free. Uh, so Trent Liero, though, uh, obviously it had a big part in Melbourne's success, I believe, in 2020, uh, 2024. Everyone's looking... Uh, 2023, sorry. Everyone's looking at your Alicia Katoas of the world and your Nelsons when he came into the back row. But Trent Liero was really solid and probably one of the more consistent players in their side as well. So uh, credit to him. I think he'll be there for sure in the back row. Josh King is my 13 for this side. I think that Josh King, um, as I said, is a rotational front rower. Uh, but due to the circumstances, not having too many middle forwards or not having a genuine lock forward in this side, I think that it forces them to chuck Josh King at 13. Uh, anyway, my bench uh, for this Melbourne Storm side, Nick Meany is my 14. Uh, a lot of people are bargaining for him to be at centre. Personally, until I see him at centre, I don't think he can handle centre. Um, so I wouldn't put him there. I think he'd be a great 14, cover a lot of positions. Uh, unfortunately, that does leave Suilavi Faulogo out of the side. And trust me, I haven't forgotten about Faulogo. He's been on my mind since he played for Samoa in that first game against Australia. He uh, was absolutely sensational. And even since his Melbourne debut, uh, he is a freak and absolutely one to consider uh, going into next year. I just don't think he'll be there just because they don't have enough room and because I don't think that Nick Meaney is a center. I think if they put Nick Meaney at center, a lot of teams are going to target him and it's going to be considered vulnerability there, uh, whether that be on the left or right-hand side for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Nelson provides a lot of impact on the bench and just the unpredictability as well with Nelson. Does he come on in the front row? Does he come on in the back row? I think that's a really good asset to have. Nelson being on the bench and he adds the size on the bench as well. Uh, Jack Howarth will be on the bench for me. They really don't have too many other choices. Uh, Chris Lewis, I don't know what his contract situation is. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth has obviously left the club. Uh, they've actually released a few more guys as well other than Tom Eisenhuth, but uh, they don't come to mind. I think Chris Lewis might have been released too just quietly. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom Eisenhuth won't be there. Uh, they haven't really got too many other guys to come in other than Jack Howard. So I think that he comes into the side via the bench, losing a bit of size, but he's basically like a more X-Factor uh, Angus Crichton he's had comparisons too so very keen to see him debut uh, I think that with circumstances unless there's someone I'm forgetting about he will play in round one uh, I think they just re-signed Tepai Maroa as well so there's a chance that he comes onto the bench just to add a bit of experience uh, but I'm keen to see Jack Howarth play so I'm going to have him on the bench for now 
Uh, and then I'm also going to have Joe Chan uh, on the bench for this Melbourne Storm side as well. I think Joe Chan gets a crack. I was really impressed with him in that New South Wales Cup Grand Final in a losing side. I thought that he, uh, sorry, it was the state championship which I saw him play. Um, but I was really impressed with him uh, and the way that he played in a losing side. Very, very dangerous and provides a little bit of speed and X-Factor himself. Got a bit of ball playing uh, on an edge. If, you know, Trent Euro maybe moves to the bench and he comes into the starting lineup, I wouldn't be surprised because he does have a lot of potential. So Joe Chan there for me uh, to round out the bench in jersey number 17. Uh, we'll have the final part of this series where we go through my predicted lineups. We'll be going through the Brisbane Broncos and the Penrith Panthers. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. One, two, three.